0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ohioan Podcast Network. Craig Shop here with Bob Garver, our New York City film critic. Bob, it has been quite a while since you and I have gotten together to talk about movies. It is great to see you. Uh, Happy New Year and hope everything's been going great for you. How
1: are you doing, Bob? I'm doing wonderfully. Our last episode, uh, we uh, were able to uh, get in uh, a review of uh, the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, before uh, before we went on hiatus, um, I've seen a bunch of movies since then. Not many of them very good. Okay. Uh, well,
0: uh, that's that's sad to hear for you, but um, I'm glad that we can get back together and talk. Uh, obviously, we I've been going through COVID, a move. It's been quite the uh, the last couple of months for me, but uh, I am so glad that we can start off February with a a new show with you, Bob. So what we're going to do is that uh, you said you have what, 11 movies to review here. We're going to let you kind of take over and sort of rapid fire. If you want to uh, announce the movie, and then maybe uh, if you want to say a sentence or two about it, what you thought and maybe a letter grade, and we can continue on that way.
1: Okay. Uh, and of course, if you want to, uh, to uh, pipe in with any thoughts, if you've seen them or if you've heard anything about them, uh, feel free to, um, yeah, feel free to, to add your own thoughts. Um, at number 11 is one of the worst movies I've seen in years. One of the most unpleasant movie going experiences. Uh, it's a movie called redeeming love. Uh, there is some material in here that has no business being in a PG 13 movie. Um, okay. Just, just awful stuff. Um, it, uh, it doesn't work as a, as a mushy romance, but it works even less about a, uh, story of, of redemption after a life of, uh, just just sadistic hardship being done to this poor woman um at number 10 i have the 355 um this wants to be an action franchise but uh it's so poorly directed uh despite having a great cast uh two, two uh two academy award winners uh two academy award nominees uh just um just a waste of a perfectly good cast in a um an action movie that's uh predictable and uh just um just just some really lousy action sequences in this one uh speaking of uh lousy action movies that um clearly want to be a franchise but uh but are not taking off uh at number nine i have the king's man okay um i i'm to the um the uh, Colin Firth and, and Taryn Edgerton days but this this new version with um, with with finds uh, just is not taking off yeah, um, they they really sequel bait at the end uh, but I seriously doubt anybody's going to want to see a sequel to to this arm of the Kingsman franchise um, speaking of that uh, title uh, number eight we have the King's Daughter. Uh, this is a movie that sat on the shelf for five years, and yeah. uh, I was I was expecting this to be a terrible movie, but it's actually merely a bad movie. Okay. Uh, so I I gave this one a C minus. Oh, by the way, three five five got a D, and uh, The King's Man got a C minus. Uh, the King's Daughter, I you know, it has a nice color palette. It has a nice. Uh, um, performance in the lead from Kaya Scaladario and uh, I like I like her um, and it was um, at least it was good enough to get to the number eight position uh, at number seven I have the the matrix resurrections um, there's some you yeah. know there's some uh, there's some stuff at the beginning that's kind of promising um, but it's it's lousy once it becomes commentary on the matrix franchise and it's even lousier once it becomes a straight-up matrix movie okay i uh, didn't uh, didn't go for this one at all at number six i have a journal for jordan uh, i prefer denzel washington the actor to denzel washington the director which is uh what he serves as here sure um the two adult leads are charismatic enough but the kid can't act there's a there's a um child actor in the later scenes that uh, just kind of tanks this movie um i know this is based on a real story uh i have down uh is the kid is the real life kid just naturally the stiffest person in the world because that's the only way this is a good performance <laughs> um at number five i have american underdog a movie about kurt warner
0: yeah
1: um, I'm, I'm not a football guy. I didn't really know who uh, I've heard the name Kurt Warner. I didn't really know much about his story going into this. Um, pretty, pretty generic. Uh, some of the conflict, uh, between him and his, uh, girlfriend slash wife seems forced at points. Uh, but overall it's a, it's a decent enough corny feel good movie. I uh, gave, oh, uh journal for Jordan got a, um, I have that down as a C minus, uh, American underdog, I have down as a C. Um, at number four, uh, B minus for Sing 2. Um, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of the Sing movies. I think uh, other studios release better animated franchises. But uh, no, I was in the mood for just an okay movie, and that's what this yeah. is just an okay movie. Um, I Laughed at a good percentage of the jokes. I liked a good percentage of the musical numbers. Nothing. Uh, nothing to make me feel too strongly either way there uh and number three i have the tragedy of macbeth okay yeah uh, this is a new movie from joel and ethan cohen uh that i gave a, a B to um yeah i mean um i i talked about um you know will smith sounding unnatural with his accent and king or um unnatural with his speech patterns and king richard the actors in this movie uh, they could be, I would have no trouble believing that they talk in Shakespeare talk, uh, even when they're off camera, because sure. so there's such naturals about this. Uh, some really good creative decisions, like having all three witches played by one actress. Uh, but at the end of the day, it still, feel, it still feels like a school assignment to to sit through this movie. Um, also, a uh, bad movie to sit through if you're cold. Uh, something about the... Um, Something about the lack of personality to the uh, black and white photography makes this a, uh, there's a real lack of warmth. And uh, I was freezing going into this. Okay. And, uh, the uh, the photography didn't help. Um, at number two, I have Scream, which I gave a B to. Okay. Um, I am a big fan of the 1996 Scream. I think I've said on the show a number of times, uh, the ghost face Killer right. gave me a lot of sleepless nights back in the day. <laughs> Um, I really like this new version. I like um, okay. the um, the two new leads. Um, I could have used a little more from from the returning Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette. But and uh, and the, and the mo- killer's motivation uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. But uh, I actually enjoyed this one, and I laughed quite a bit at it. Okay. So so I think that this is the best uh, Scream since the original okay good definitely definitely didn't care for the the third or the fourth scream and I give this one the edge over the second one okay I give that one a b um and number one a film that is probably gone from theaters already uh film that I gave a rare uh, film that I gave an a to, uh it's a movie called Red rocket oh yeah yeah and this stars uh real life former adult film star Simon Rex as a washed up former adult film star uh trying to con his way um back uh to stardom um i was expecting a movie uh close to uh close to boogie nights uh with the emphasis on the adult film industry sure um ended up with a movie more akin to uncut gems uh with this uh with this con artist that that sees angles everywhere and uh tries to sleaze his way into a to a relationship with an underage girl right but uh just uh just an entrancing charismatic performance from Simon Rex here
0: okay perfect
1: all right of the year Uh, I I have that it also reminds me of uncut gems in that um Simon Rex deserves an Academy Award in a performance that has no chance of being nominated (laughs)
0: <laughs> much like Adam Sandler of course like uh, Sandler I, I know uh, you know Adam Sandler got a little salty about Uncut Gems basically saying that if he didn't get nominated that he would uh, purposely do bad movies although I'm not sure that he purposely does them I think he just does them and they're bad most, most of the time um, but uh, yeah I mean I've heard a lot of great things about Red Rocket and a lot of great things about Simon Rex's performance um, you know I, obviously, I was hoping that maybe you'd like the Matrix a little bit more. I did not get a chance to see it battling COVID and also uh, the move to Tennessee. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but uh, still want to see it. But, yeah, I, I have heard, you know, kind of lukewarm feelings at best about the the, the latest Matrix entry. Um, you know, I was surprised to hear Sing too, got a, a, a solid score from you. I mean, I, I actually liked the first one, not, you know – it wasn't my favorite animated film but it was it was a solid animated film and you know did they need to make a sequel i don't know but uh, i i'm i'm glad that you enjoyed that one as well and um even though i'm not really a big horror fan you know scream obviously is a movie uh, much like yourself that i kind of grew up on as well that uh, i'm also interested in in maybe seeing uh, although i did not see the last one that came out um, but uh, I'm definitely interested maybe in, in seeing a reboot. And I know that there have been some good things said about this one as well. So uh, that's a lot of reviews, Bob. Uh, you've been busy at the, uh, at the box office. Uh, how have, uh, how's your theater experience been going? You know, obviously with the Omicron variant and COVID kind of spreading like wildfire, has it, uh, has the, have the theaters been crowded or have you uh, had room to stretch out? How have the, the theaters looked for you?
1: i've always had room um i was hoping that uh with a few of these i would have the theater all to myself especially with the king's daughter um i was uh told that this movie was doing horribly and uh, right. it, it there was certainly room in the theater but not <laughs> as much as i um I, I was hoping that i'd have the whole thing to myself and i only had it mostly to myself
0: okay well, um, obviously, I think what what you know we'd, I'd like to maybe do too. Uh, doesn't have to be today, but maybe next week. Uh, see what what movies you have for next week. but I'd also love to talk to you um, about uh, your your favorite films of, of last year. Um, obviously that's something I would have loved to have done earlier uh, in January but you know with the move and COVID what we weren't able to get together. but uh, what do you have coming up next week?
1: uh moonfall and jackass forever and um i'll see something on netflix i'll see maybe uh the power of the dog
0: oh perfect all right well that's uh certainly an oscar contender as well so uh sounds very good bob Um it's great to have you back it's great to be back with you talking movies Uh, always one of my favorite parts of the week so we definitely appreciate you stopping by we will uh get back to normal, I think, starting next week and and, uh, be able to talk a little bit more about films. So, uh, Bob, we definitely appreciate you stopping by and uh, it's good to have you back and it's good to be
1: back with you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. This is the highlight of my week.
0: Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley.